What is up, wrestling fans? Welcome to episode number 387 of the Hot Tags edition of the Smart Out Moments Smack Talk podcast. As always, I am your host, Tony Mango, and today I will be breaking down some of the current events, the rumors, the news, the gossip, and everything else that went down in the world of professional wrestling over the past few days. And I, on this journey, invite you to leave your comments below and tell me what you think as I talk about what I think, because that's how a podcast kind of works. So, (laughs) hot tag-wise, we're going to break down a wide variety of things, some reviews, some speculations, some news, and, you know, anything else that uh, I kind of feel like chipping in about. And the first thing I want to talk about is the thing that is the furthest back from at least, like, my notes and everything like that, which was the latest episode of the World's Collide specials, which was Women Collide. The theme behind it was... Here's all the women's matches outside of the one that we're going to get the next one, which is going to be uh, Brands Collide, and it's going to be two battle royals. One of them is going to be for the men, one of them is going to be for the women. So this was everything but that, and they only did four matches. They've been doing four per special, just to kind of keep it like 15 minutes apiece, one hour, that kind of a thing. So we got a couple matches and a bunch of them that we didn't actually get that we know the spoilers for, so they're not going to be airing those at any point, so we might as well say what those were. Dana Brooke defeated Jesse Elaban, Marina Shafir defeated Tanara Conchi, Aaliyah and Vanessa Bourne defeated Zia Lee and Kavita Devi, Kyrie Sane defeated Jessamyn Duke, Casey Catanzaro defeated Raina Gonzalez, probably in a match that was exactly the same as what they did at the Mae Young Classic. Maybe they made it a little bit better, I don't know. And Lacey Lane defeated Deanna Perrazzo. But the four matches that we actually had on there were Candice LeRae beating Kaylee Ray, Piper Niven beating Zelina Vega, Sonya Deville defeating Io Shirai, and Tony Storm retaining the NXT UK Women's Championship in a triple threat match over Bianca Belair and Nikki Cross. So, match wise, review, uh, I, I kind of think it's okay. Um,. This was pretty random, and I might have tweaked a couple things if I were booking this. Like, I don't know if I would have really put Zelina Vega against Piper Niven. Maybe I would have put, like, Nikki Cross against her instead, or, uh, you know, maybe that way I could have switched Zelina Vega to be the one in the NXT UK women's title match, because that was, Nikki Cross was, like, the main roster equivalent for that one. It was Nikki Cross doing the main roster stuff, even though she still doesn't have a fucking brand yet, which is ridiculous. The uh, NXT side was Bianca Belair, and then NXT UK, obviously, was uh, Tony Storm. So I think I would have put Zelina Vega in there. Although, you know, for a bonus episode of stuff, this was fine. It's the type of thing that I enjoyed it enough for what it was, but if they were to keep doing this, then I don't think that I would bother watching it, because then it would end up just being main event. You know, none of these matches matter, and they're just kind of like random extraneous type stuff. Uh, I was a fan of, uh, Mia Yim on commentary. I thought that she actually did pretty well. So that was cool. And I can recommend maybe checking out some of the matches, but at the same time, I don't think you're really skipping anything. So it was okay. You know, it was what it was. And I liked pretty much all the women that competed in here to varying degrees. I'm still not like sold on Kaylee Ray and same for, like, Piper Niven, and, you know, I mean, obviously certain people rank above other people and all that, but I think it was fine. So if you got a little bit of time and you want to check it out, then go ahead and check it out. It's not the worst thing in the world or anything like that, and that makes it sound really bad. 
it's not that it wasn't the worst thing in the world. It's that it's just, it's just okay, you know? So that's what that one was. We got one more coming up. I kind of got a feeling that maybe the Battle Royals are going to be a little bit more fun because I just like Battle Royals. So that's happening on Wednesday at 9 o'clock Eastern Time Zone on the WWE Network. And I'll be doing my usual uh, live reaction and review thing that I've been doing on the Wrestling News. So if you want to check that out, then go ahead and check that out. I'm not going to bother with uh, transitions that make any sense here. I'm just going to go down my list when it comes to this. So let's talk names. Let's talk about how we had switched from War Raiders to the Viking Experience, and then they changed them to the Viking Raiders, and now some of the promotional material had switched them over to the Viking Warriors. They are still the Viking Raiders, at least as far as tonight's episode of Monday Night Raw. Now, if you look at what happens with WWE on a regular basis, anything can change. We've gotten... More Superstar shakeup changes this week, even though it was a two-night event that has lasted now into its third week. Absolutely freaking ridiculous, but uh, yeah, so at any point, they might become the Viking Warriors. They might be doing some kind of testing to see if people like Viking Raiders better or Viking Warriors, and it seems at the very least that they understand that the Viking experience is a bad name, so that's going to be their finisher going forward, and that isn't going to be re uh, reimagined as their tag team name, but... Eric and Ivar, they're going to still be Eric and Ivar, which is absolutely stupid, too. Uh, I don't know. Maybe by next week, we're calling them the Viking Warriors. So then maybe after that, we're calling them the Warrior Experience. So then after that, we're calling them the Experience Experience. And so then the Work Viking Raider, I don't know. It's all over the place here. But at least right now, it seems like they're sticking with the Viking Raiders. And if we're talking about names, let's talk about B-Team University because they trademarked that. And that's kind of just a big old question mark. What is B-Team University going to be? Obviously, it's going to be involving the B-Team. So Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas have something that they're working on. And the only thing that I can think of is that they've incorporated this idea that the B-Team's theme, which sounds kind of like a college anthem or something, maybe this is going to be a special on the WWE Network or a series that they're pitching for the WWE Network of them, like, going back to school or something. Like, perhaps they are taking different courses of, like, you know, hey, we're going to learn about physics today or whatever like that. Or maybe it's them teaching things. Like, if you want to learn how to be, like, the B team, then you could do this or something. Maybe it's just merchandise. Maybe it's something to do with something on the YouTube channel instead of the WWE Network. I don't know. I don't think that this is going to translate to something like a stable being born out of the B team. Like they're bringing on more people and they're being like the tutors of them or anything, but maybe even that's a possibility. B team university is at least something that they're working on. And now that the B team is on SmackDown, we can see that possibly play out tomorrow night on SmackDown. I don't know. Uh, one thing we're not going to see is that Dean Malenko has uh, quit WWE. He's already been booked for StarCast, and I have not been able to find too much information about exactly why he quit, but it seems like it's basically just another one of those things where maybe he just didn't want to be a part of this anymore, and maybe the Arn Anderson situation kind of pissed him off. Maybe there was something more to some other kind of backstage like issues or something. Maybe it's the same kind of stuff that Road Dog and plenty of other people have been going through. I don't know. But Dean Malenko is another one of the old guard moving out, and in his stead, they're going to get these people like Hurricane and uh, Abyss and Sanjay Dutt and 
these other people that are a part of the new regime, Jason Jordan and all that, if they are still, you know, kind of working in that capacity, those people are going to move in and take something like Demolenko's kind of spots and stuff. So we might be seeing a little bit more of a transition now going forward. 2019 seems like that's what the year is kind of themed around. It's pure chaos and kind of like a necessity to change things. Like they've been leading up to this chaos for a while and everything just kind of got wiped out. It's, you know, it's kind of like a infinity war and end game and all that other kind of stuff. I don't know. I'm not going to do any spoilers. Don't worry about it. If you want to check out the end game review, go to fanboys anonymous and check that out while you're doing that, by the way, uh, might as well plug some other things. If you are on the YouTube channel and you have not subscribed to this channel or fanboys anonymous, then hit the subscribe button and ring that little bell for the notifications Follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Smartout Moment is all at Smartout Moment. Fanboys Anonymous is Fanboys Anon on Twitter. Fanboys Anonymous on Facebook. And I'm going to continue on some of these plugs a little bit later, but let's talk about injuries. Raul Mendoza, Jackson Riker, and the referee Tom Castor, and apparently Eddie Dennis are all injured now. With Mendoza and Riker, I'm seeing that it's possibly like some knee or leg related type stuff when it comes to them doing like baseball slides and some different things like that. Not a whole lot of information of exactly how injured they are. Eddie Dennis is out with a torn pec, so he's going to be out for at least a couple of months. And that kind of sucks for the NXT UK brand because they were really kind of, you know, building up something a little bit with him. But then again... Walter being in his kind of spot, I don't think Eddie Dennis was going to be the next person in line to challenge him for the title to begin with. So if you're going to go out, probably now is the best time. Then he can come back a couple months from now and kind of build to something else. Tom Caster is the real interesting thing here because as a referee, you don't really hear that many injuries that happen all that much, but he not only had some kind of an ankle injury or whatever, he broke his ankle, if I remember correctly, he finished the match. He did the uh, count of the pinfall. So that's pretty awesome. It's pretty badass that he was able to actually continue to do that. So that happened during a match between Tyler Breeze and Velveteen Dream. And if you want to check it out, there's video of him uh, counting the pin. So, hey, uh, you know, thumbs up when it comes to Tom Caster, man. I wouldn't have been able to do that. I would have been like screeching like a little child or something. Let's go over to the tryouts. WWE held a bunch of tryouts, and there are a lot of people that I'm completely unfamiliar with, so I can't really weigh in on, like, you know, all the specifics of, like, oh, this guy was really good in, uh, you know, this kind of football team or whatever like that. But if you, by any chance, know anything about any of these people, you know, like, uh, you know, Chris Martin or Alexandria Gracia or, you know, whoever, I mean, I have no idea, so, hey, whatever. Um, but looking on this list and not being familiar with anybody makes it to where it, it doesn't kind of register anything to me, except for when I can pinpoint a couple little names like Lance Anawai. Now, obviously he's part of the Simone dynasty, so that's already kind of like a foot in the door and possibly a good indicator that he might have the talent that runs in the family and all that, but you know, not everybody does. Not everybody's a Roman Reigns and an Uso. Some people are a Manu and, you know, it doesn't really work out all that well. We got some indie wrestlers, though, and they all got by a bunch of different names. There's Flo Riley and Nova and uh, so on and so forth. But the one that stands out to me the most, by far, is Ivelisse. Now, Ivelisse had been a part of Tough Enough before. 
And I remember thinking that she really should be signed back in the day. It's been a bunch of years since then, and she has participated in a bunch of different companies, predominantly Lucha Underground, and she was kind of stuck in Lucha Underground for the longest time. Now she's out of that contract, and she's still only 31. So she still probably has quite a bit of time left on her uh, on her punch card. So, you know, if she is going to come back into WWE, because she was in Florida Championship Wrestling. She was uh, under, I forget her ring name. Let me just check that real quick. She was Sofia Cart- Cortez, and that was back in 2011 and 2012. So they are familiar with her, at least a little bit. And if she got another chance to kind of show off what she's got and maybe, you know, some attitude changes or some uh, some better skills over the years or something like that, then that's just going to be all that much better. So I don't know who these standout people are. And these people weren't just signed. It's like that this was a tryout thing. So I would assume that the majority of these people aren't going to go anywhere in WWE. But you never really know. And for random ass people on this list i mean we could be talking about nick rodriguez in a year saying like man that guy's gonna main event wrestlemania or we can pinpoint sierra ernie and be like you know wow that's the best person that's ever been in the women's division or you never really know so hey i think that uh these kind of things are interesting at least from the knowledge that all these people are being tried out and the majority of them aren't going to make it So that just goes to show you how tough it is to get through that process, which makes it even more interesting when somebody like ZZ gets in there. But, you know, I'm not going to crap on him too much. I already did that plenty of times in the past. Um, Yeah, so if you have any ideas of who these people are and, you know, who to look out for and stuff, drop a comment below. Let's move on to something else here. There are some rumors, at least the rumors right now, there's no confirmation behind it, but... I like to think that they're probably a little bit more than that, which is that there is going to be a relaunch of the WWE Network around a little bit before SummerSlam, most likely. It's supposed to happen sometime late in the summer, which obviously SummerSlam is August, and that's the second biggest pay-per-view of the year, unless you constitute it to be the Royal Rumble, which to me, it's kind of like a 50-50 deal. Then that is the perfect time to do something like that. And with this relaunch... You kind of assume that they're going to do a couple different things. One of them being that new tier system that they had talked about. One of them being that they really need to switch out of Adobe Flash. So if they get HTML5 going on, that'll be much better. They're supposed to be switching away from the MLB network that they had been piggybacking off of and using as their system. So that's going to probably be what that happens as well. And this might tie into a little bit of the Fox situation too. Maybe they're going to try to get something working with them or, you know, some other kind of cross uh examination of like different platforms or something i don't really know i'm not the person that you talk to when it comes to those kind of things especially because i'm not working for wwe yet at the very least knock on wood and uh yeah i mean the thing that i'm worried about whenever something is going to change is that it's going to change for the worse and there's going to be some problems like maybe the the feeds don't work as well or maybe there's some kind of like price uh, that high goes higher, you know, they jack the price up and instead of being $9.99, it's now $15.99 or something like that. That stuff always bugs me. So, and I hope that that's not the case. But at the same time, 
can't really work on the negatives here. We can look on the positives as well. If they fix their network problems, you know, they fix the search engine that's in there and they make it a little bit more organized, then that could be all that much more worth it. So I like the idea of a relaunch as long as they don't fuck it all up. <laughs> uh, I have not seen a single Fast and the Furious movie. That's something that I feel kind of like 50-50 about. Part of me says I really should check these movies out because they're just like a franchise that's big enough that I should know what the hell's going on with it. But at the same time, I already know what the hell's going on because I haven't, I don't even have to see these movies to know like, okay, it's all about family. And then this person comes in and then Gal Gadot's in there for a little bit and you know, whatever. But now it seems like we've got a new cast member and it's going to be John Cena. So I'm talking about this because obviously John Cena is in WWE. This isn't the fanboy side of things. And, uh, it seems like John Cena would be a good fit for that type of thing, at least from an outsider's perspective. So I kind of like the idea. Let's see where it goes from here. Now, if you're a big Fast and the Furious fan, I want to know, do you think that he's going to be a good fit or do you think that it's going to be a little strange? He seems to me like he would be good for a part of the actual heroes. And lately he's been taking these parts in movies where he's not necessarily like that. So I hope he's not a villain. I hope he's a part of the, the, you know, the team, the crew, whatever. And if not, then I don't know. We'll see that. But I probably won't see it to begin with. So, <laughs> uh, Let's see here. What am I missing out on? I am bouncing around all over the place here. So I'm missing out on the fact that oh, our main topic here. Let's go ahead and talk about that one, which is that Backlash has been canceled and then moved and then recanceled and now switched over. And now Backlash was supposed to be in San Diego on June 16th. And that is still happening, but it's not going to be Backlash anymore. Instead, it's just going to be a regular house show, just a normal live event. So if you were looking forward to that, sorry, you're going to get a bunch of bullshit. Instead, on June 23rd, in the Tacoma Dome, Tacoma, Washington, there's going to be a new pay-per-view. And instead of just calling this Backlash, they're calling it WWE Stomping Grounds. If you remember, we were talking about this as part of a trademark, that we were thinking that maybe Stomping Grounds would be something like the new Tough Enough. Nope, it's pay-per-view. I don't like that idea. I think that that is not a good pay-per-view name. And it also bugs me that they are making these brand new names when they still have these other names to use. We still have Backlash. Now, I'm not the biggest fan of Payback, so I'm okay with that. But No Mercy is a good name. And there's no reason why this couldn't have just been No Mercy or that this couldn't have just been Backlash. So it's really strange. Stomping Grounds to me is like WWE headquarters. Like you don't call something like a pay-per-view or something like that. Especially if you're not in Stamford, you know? So I don't really like the idea behind that. The logo is very basic right now. They haven't even put the logo up anywhere. So I've like had to extract it and put it up on the website. So I'm annoyed about all that. But, you know, in any capacity, when it comes to pay-per-views, of course, you can find all the coverage on smartgunmoma.com because I'll go ahead and I'll do it. You know, it's part of my job. And uh, we'll see if Stomping Grounds becomes another great balls of fire where they do it one time and then they throw it out or if this is something that continues going forward. But, you know... Going forward, I don't really like the name. They're going to have to sell me on that. And the last topic that I've got written down at the very least is the latest episode of whatever special that they're doing on the network, which this time around it was WWE Ride Along WrestleMania Way. And this featured two cars, of course, because it's always two cars. There was uh, Beth Phoenix and Italian 1, the Divas of Doom, 
And in the other car, there were three members of DX. There was Road Dog, X-Pac, and Billy Gunn. And to be perfectly honest, I feel like I didn't watch anything in this. There was really no content. It was almost like they were talking about the fact that they were talking as opposed to talking. So I would say skip it. I don't think that you're really going to get anything out of it. So that's it for the hot tags for this week, everybody. I want to just round things out with the plug side of things that I haven't talked about yet, which are, for instance, the Patreon. So if you have any spare change you want to toss it our way, check out the tiers over there and take advantage of that. There's also the Redbubble and Public shops if you want to pick up the merchandise that's still available and not taken down for copyright reasons. And if you're doing that, check out the Fanboys Anonymous and A Mango Tees ones as well, because some of the sides are, you know, they're taken down on one, they're not taken down on the other, or... You know, they're re-uploaded at some point, you know, whatever the case may be. There are also plenty of different things happening on SmartOutMoment.com that aren't on the podcast side of things. So check out, like, the weekly articles and check out, you know, whatever is happening there. You can find that all on SmartOutMoment.com. I already mentioned FanboysAnonymous.com, but if you haven't checked that out yet, go and do that and subscribe and hit up all the other things that are going along with that. And if I've got anything else going on, you will find out about it on my personal Facebook and Twitter. Like, for instance, Bleacher Report articles and e-wrestling news and stuff. So check those out as well. As long as if this, then that is working because Facebook has been having some issues when it comes to that. So I don't know. We'll see when it comes to that stuff. But uh, yeah, if you are listening to this on iTunes and Stitcher or Spotify or Google Play or any of the other things that are audio only then go to smartcoutmoment.com and leave a comment. And if you are on any of those kind of things, then leave us a rating. But if you are on YouTube, drop a comment below and tell me what you thought about this episode and anything else that we were breaking down for the topics. And I'll see you next time, everybody. Thanks for listening to this. As always, it's greatly, greatly appreciated. And this has been another Smartcout Moment, and I'm being counted out. Ah!